Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. This is a challenge that we really need to find solutions for, because if we're spending time in meetings, they need to be an effective use of our time. And also strategy can't be done alone. There is no way that you can be strategic solo. You have to be strategic as a team. And so inevitably that is going to include meetings, be they formal or informal. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, where we're tackling another of those frequently asked questions that I get. And this time it's, how can our meetings be more strategic? Uh, This is the perennial frustration of work, isn't it, basically? The amount of time that's taken in meetings, which are not always the best use of everyone's time, but it's also what you talk about within those meetings, as well as the amount of time that they take. There is a sense that in the conversations that I've had with people and my own experience prior to starting my own business and being in a lot of meetings as an employee... There is a tendency to constantly drift towards operational matters rather than strategic ones. And I think that's really understandable, given the speed with which most people are working, the number of things that you have on your plate. Often you need an immediate solution to the problem that you face. And so the conversation in the meeting is, let's fix that problem and move on to the next one. I think there is also sometimes, this is not always the case, but sometimes there is also a sense that if we stay in the operational conversation, it feels a bit more comfortable than moving into a strategic level of conversation. And I think that's sometimes because there's a lack of a shared understanding about what strategy is. So in a slightly abstract way, what do we mean by strategy? If we're trying to have a strategic conversation, feel people feel a little bit lost about what we should be doing, where we should be focusing. 
And also because in some schools, I think there is a feeling that there isn't as much clarity around what the school strategy is as there could be. And so having a strategic conversation often opens a lot of unanswered, you know, opposes a lot of unanswered questions, opens a lot of floodgates to a conversation that doesn't appear to have a solution, appears to go around in circles sometimes. And people don't have time for that because coming back to that previous comment, we're all really short of time. But this is a challenge that we really need to find solutions for because if we're spending time in meetings, they need to be an effective use of our time. And also strategy can't be done alone. There is no way that you can be strategic solo. You have to be strategic as a team. And so inevitably that is going to include meetings, be they formal or informal. So this week, we're going to think about three ways that you can help your meetings to be more strategic. Before we dive into the detail, I wanted to let you know about a free resource I've created to help you prepare your school for the coming economic impact of the invasion of Ukraine. It's a checklist of things you need to think about and take action on now, and it's designed to prompt strategic conversations around the issues that actually matter. You can download your free copy at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash checklist. Okay, now let's continue with this week's episode. Okay, so let's dive into the three things that you can do to help your meetings to be more strategic. Now, the first two of these I'm going to cover quite briefly, because the third thing I'm going to cover actually I think is really interesting and is an area that most people haven't thought about before. So first of all, let's cover off the easy, obvious things. Number one, there needs to be within the people who are attending your meeting a shared understanding of what being strategic looks like a shared sense of what is strategy? How do we ask the strategic questions? What structure might we use to go about answering those strategic questions? How might our conversation in the meeting, which is strategic, then flow into a set of tactical actions on the ground? So I think that there sometimes is a bit of groundwork to be done to get the members of the meeting, the attendees at the meeting, to have that shared understanding of strategy and feel comfortable to have a set a shared understanding of what it is that we're trying to achieve strategically. So what I'm going to do in this episode is actually point you in the direction of one of my previous episodes. So there are many episodes on this podcast which will help you to understand strategy. The one in particular I'm going to point you to is actually episode 41 called Governors and Strategy. Now, don't be put off. You may not be a governor. That's fine. In that episode, what I do is actually talk about how governors in governing body meetings can ensure that their conversations stay at the strategic level. And I give you a quick overview of the four building blocks of strategy so that answers the question, what is strategy? as well as a quick overview of some of the elements of strategic thinking which you need to be able to be comfortable with in order to be strategic. So that episode is going to give you a good understanding, even if you're not a, not a governor, about how you might want to stay at the strategic level by understanding what we mean by strategy. So that's the first thing I'm going to point you in the direction of that episode. And the link to that will be in the episode notes for this time as well. Once you've got that shared understanding of what strategy actually is and how you can be more strategic in asking questions within a meeting, there are then some logistical issues that you need to solve 
in order to make sure that your meetings can stay strategic. Now, a lot of schools I know are try to have separate meetings for strategy. So let's say, for example, you have a senior leadership team meeting on a regular basis, let's say weekly. It might be that every other is a strategy week and every other is an operational week or once a month it's a strategy focus and then you have three weeks which are operational or alternatively that you keep your weekly operational SLT meetings but that you have separate meetings perhaps once a term once every half term whatever frequently feels frequency feels right for you to ensure that you do have time for strategy the other thing which I see schools doing successfully is rather than having a separate meeting, to be a bit more strict about where in the agenda strategy fits on your regular meetings. So this is about having timed agendas with a very clear amount of time set aside for strategic decision within a regular meeting where everything else might be quite operational, quite tactical in nature. Have a think about what might work for you, but if you're not doing one or other of those, it's almost inevitable that you're going to struggle to make your meetings feel more strategic or be more strategic because we do tend to allow the operational conversations to fill up the amount of time that's on the agenda unless you take proactive action otherwise. So that's the second thing you need to do. And it's kind of a logistical thing. It's pretty simple to do once, once you've got your head around what it is would work best within your school culture. So then I want to focus in a little bit more detail on tip number three. And this is something which I don't often see people doing at the moment, but where I have worked with schools and have suggested this and they have shifted and and, and changed to this way of, of doing things, it is really significantly an improvement in their level of strategic thinking within meetings. And this tip is around separating what we call divergent thinking and convergent thinking. So divergent thinking is an essential stage of strategic thinking, strategy development. And it's where you're creating lots of ideas without judging them. It's often called brainstorming. And in this divergent thinking stage, you have to create a safe space so that people can suggest all sorts of ideas for how you might be able to solve, strategically solve the problem that's in front of you at the moment. Now, the convergent thinking stage is about looking at the ideas that you've generated, improving them by combining them or or thinking them through in more detail, analysing them, perhaps seeking out more data, past experience about what's happened in the past when we've tried similar things, and then finally making a decision. So you're converging your thinking to make a decision. Now, if you think about those two separate types of strategic thinking, the divergent and the convergent thinking, both are essential for strategic meetings. If you're going to be thinking strategically as a team, you need to do both. But what often happens is they happen simultaneously in the meeting without anybody, including the chair, quite understanding that these are two different stages of strategic thinking. So what can happen is that somebody comes up with an idea in the divergent thinking stage and then immediately somebody else judges that idea, says it won't work or we've tried it before or I know a school has tried and it didn't work. And so they're in that convergent stage of of analysing the idea before them immediately making a decision that no, that's the wrong idea. 
People then return to the divergent stage. They generate another idea. And then that idea is either accepted or rejected, depending on the comments of people around the table. So you're flicking instantly from a divergent thinking idea generation into judging that idea and converging on a a decision of is this a go or no go idea? Is this the one we want to go with? And what can happen then is that it it demoralises people. You don't often get the best ideas in the room. And if these are strategic level problems that are being solved or discussions that are being had, it's very unlikely that the first two or three ideas that someone has are actually going to genuinely be the best idea that you can come up with as a team. It's much more likely that you will come to the best decision as a result of having multiple ideas in the room. So the last thing you want to do is to judge those ideas, demoralise people and discourage them from putting more ideas out into the meeting. So what can happen as a result of that is you either get very few ideas generated and then the meeting is sort of continued without a final decision. It's like people are sent away. It's like, okay, well, you know, a small number of people are going to go away and have a few, few ideas and come back to us in future, which can be okay. It can mean that, that it then gets shelved and kind of doesn't actually move ahead with speed. Alternatively, and just as, as damagingly, the first idea that someone has, people around the table sort of shrug their shoulders and go, yeah, sounds okay, let's go with that. And in actual fact, if this is strategic level thinking that we're going for, that doesn't really elevate the group's thinking to a strategic level if you just go for the first or second idea that's that's put into the room. So what's much, much more successful is to separate your divergent thinking from your convergent thinking. Now, there's also research to show that it's also more successful if you tell people in advance the topic or the problem that you're going to be talking strategically about in the meeting people can then do some divergent thinking solo it can be very effective if you're thinking about this while you're walking the dog or doing the washing up or something where your mind can just drift around this problem this this kind of topic that you're going to be talking about in order to generate some divergent ideas that people can jot down before they come to the meeting It's been shown that that does tend to lead to a wider variety of ideas that are put into the conversation. Having a section of the meeting which is about idea generation and sticking within that divergent thinking stage. And then, and only then, moving on to the convergent thinking stage within the meeting, which is perhaps to there and then produce a shortlist, maybe, of ideas that are the the strongest contenders. Within that meeting, it might be then identifying some additional data or some additional analysis that you might want to do in order to strengthen those ideas further. You might then want to set a subgroup within the meeting, the task of meeting outside of the of the whole group to improve the idea further and then come back to it at a future meeting as a much more developed proposal as to what it is you're going to be doing to solve that problem that you were strategically trying to focus on. So one of the things that I find is that when I talk to people about this, and I've talked to this about this within within senior leadership teams, governors meetings, and also within whole school inset staff training days, is first of all, people kind of think, oh, I never thought about it that way before. Like, yeah, we absolutely fall into this trap because we'd never even known that this was kind of a separate stage or should be two separate stages. 
and then when they start to put into practice they do find they've i've had the feedback which has definitely shown that they've found that the level of strategic conversation is really uplifted because they are going through a more structured process of divergent and convergent thinking so those are some tips for you to think about. Not everything is right for every school. We know that every school has its own culture. Every meeting and a group of attendees will have their own culture. But that's some of the areas that I think you should be thinking about if you're finding that your meetings are not feeling strategic, you're not making time for strategy as a leadership group. These are the areas that you can shift and change your, your agendas, your shared understanding and how you're separating your thinking into divergent and convergent thinking in order to allow your meetings to be more strategic in future. That's it for this week. I love hearing your feedback. Let me know what you think and I will talk to you again next time. Bye bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast. The podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.